Welcome to this episode of the Frank DeMonzio Leadership Podcast. This is episode number three. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And if you could share with your family and friends and on social media, that'd be fantastic. I promised that I would answer questions at the beginning of each one of our podcasts. Today I'm going to answer a question that's come in about leadership and insecurity. The question is simply, how does a leader examine themselves enough to know if they are leading out of insecurity or not? It's a very good question. First of all, I think all leaders do have some level of insecurity because we're born of Adam and we have a Adamic, carnal nature that is still there. We're not perfect yet. We have some broken pieces and some baggage with life that all of us have experienced in our journey of becoming the person we are. I'm not excusing insecurity. I'm simply saying we all deal with certain levels of insecurity. We feel like we need to commend ourselves, make people believe in us more than they need to, Uh, that's a personal identity and a personal insecurity issue. What do insecure leaders do in the ministry? Well, insecurity itself is an inordinate idea of self-consciousness. It can be positive or negative, but it's that continual self-consciousness that a leader has about him or herself. We're simply caught up in ourselves, and it can be disguised, but it can't be hidden. Insecure leaders who are not secure in who they are personally or comfortable with their ability to display some common characteristics. Leaders must have a security in the Lord and a security in the confidence of their own life, talent, skills, and development so that they don't give in to the carnal side of doubt, negative thinking, and beat yourself up all the time, lose your confidence, lose your footing. A person who is insecure is defensive toward any challenge, protecting their own position or performance. Uh, They want to actually ignore input from other people, and they hate criticism. And so if you're a leader that has a hard time taking criticism, other people's viewpoints, you don't like people to question your performance, then you're suffering from an overload of insecurity. You have too much insecurity and you need to deal with it. You can do that a number of different ways. One is just accountability to yourself, to others that are over you, pastors and leaders. Maybe read some materials, but you need to understand insecurity can be a real hindrance to your ministry. If you're protective, of all your personal information and you keep safe distance from all your followers and you're not transparent, those are all signs that insecurity is trumping you. Insecurity is having the upper hand in your life and ministry and that will not position you well to have good relationships with other leaders and especially leaders uh, under you because you could be too authoritative Our leaders over you, you could be too performance conscious so that you do more than you need to do or pretend to do more than you need to do. Limits your opportunities for advancement because insecurity has a way of causing negative thinking, negative words, 
and keep people under control so that you protect your position. Anytime you have to control people to protect your own position and how you see yourself is a great a great uh, red uh, signal. It's, it's a flashing red light saying, hey, there's a problem here and you need to deal with the insecurity. If you refuse to handle any kind of issues that's going to reflect back on you or maybe put you in a negative light, again, that's where insecurity is motivating you. Insecurity is having its way with you. Uh, you don't need to allow these kind of things to happen. Uh, the personal anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that comes with insecurity is a horrible way to live your life, and it's a very, very difficult way to lead people and to be a leader. So let's just say insecurity is something you take before the Lord in prayer. It's something that you would share with someone that you really trust and uh, open your heart and life to them and say, I think I'm suffering from a, a problem with insecurity. I'd like you to help me. And then you go at it. You go to work on changing that. Put confidence in God. Put confidence in his word. Uh, begin to confess your confidence to other people. Let humility begin to be the clothing you wear. Let let uh, vulnerability be something that you're comfortable with. Let let yourself be open to the leaders that you lead around you. Take criticism. Even ask for input. Ask for people to give you uh, something that might help you in a decision or an outcome or something you're doing as a leader. So I would suggest the easier way of leading is to open up and be the kind of leader that doesn't have these unhealthy characteristics of insecurity, again, which most leaders deal with on all different levels. Let's go into part three of our strategic moments in the life of a leader. We've been talking about these strategic moments for the last few sessions from Isaiah 27 and verse 3 where he says, the Lord keeps the plant. The plant is you every moment. And he waters that plant and he protects that plant. And every season, every part of your life is of interest to the Lord Jesus. And he is interested in developing you as a full, rounded, healthy leader. Part of that is that he needs to encounter you at different times in your life with divine strategic, wonderful moments where God invades your spirit, invades your heart, and something happens in you where you receive divine deposits, what we have been calling the uh, divineness upon the leader, the, that peace in you that is a God peace that people recognize and people want to be around. We've talked about Elijah in his strategic moments of supernatural encouragement how the Lord came to him while he was in the wilderness under the tree and baked him that special cake and that special jar of water. And he ate and drank and he was encouraged that God has a cake for you. God has a jar of water for you. God will visit you enough to get you out of where you are and to where you need to go. 
God is for you, not against you. He will bring a harvest into your life. That is what God does. Now let's talk about strategic moments. Open pivotal windows of divine opportunity. Pivotal moments open up divine opportunity. We call these strategic moments. In Genesis 13 and verse 14, it says, The Lord said after, I want you to listen carefully to the little word after, that the Lord said after Lot had separated from him. Now this is an experience that Abraham is encountering with people, but actually in the sovereignty of God, it's a circumstance that God has set up. Abraham will not like what this circumstance means. He won't like the outcome of it. He loves Lot. He brought Lot along. He wanted Lot to be with him. In leadership, we want people with us. In leadership, we choose certain people we want around us. In leadership, we all have what I would call our lots, our nephews, not necessarily our family, but people that we love and people that we want to take on the journey and people that we want to be with us. Abraham had a lot, but there came a time where Lot, Genesis 13, 14, where Lot separated from him. The strategic moment that Abraham's going to experience is a disappointment with a person and actually a deep hurt that will come through this broken relationship, one that he did not foresee and one that he did not want. These moments take us by surprise. I've had them. Any leader that's been in leadership will have them. Some of the closest friends I've had, I've had them leave me. Maybe that leaving, and I'm not saying that it's their fault that they left. There's many reasons why a leader might separate from another leader. I'm not saying that one leader is always right and one leader is always wrong. But the fact is the separation. There comes a time when a leader like a lot separates from you on your team, in your church, on your eldership, your staff, whatever it might be, there will be a separation and separations hurt. And separations have uh, the ability to go deep into one's spirit and heart. If you're not careful, the separation could actually cause you bitterness, resentment, or some level of emotional instability in the leader that causes him maybe to or her not to trust other leaders or not to get close to other leaders. When I was first pastoring some years back, it's been a few decades now, the church that I had pioneered, I had gone through a separation. I had gone through someone that I really loved, somebody that was really close, someone that I wanted to be with me on this journey. And through circumstances, they separated from me. And they end up leaving the team and leaving the church. And these were personal friends. These were people that I thought I would do all of life with. I was so devastated. It was the first time that I had this happen to me as a lead pastor. I had other things that we all go through, but I had never had up until this point a leader that was like my lot, you know, the person that I had chose to be with me and I had taken with me and I had invested my time and energy and and relationship and 
I thought that we were in for the long haul, and they left me. They separated. It caused me to uh, isolate. It caused me to withdraw. It caused me to stop and evaluate if I wanted to be hurt like that again. Or if ministry is like this, I need to protect myself more. I can remember calling a meeting with my leadership team at that point and sharing with them the idea that I would not be real close to each one of them and that I would probably need to just be a friend to all of them, but they should not expect a relationship with me that would mean personal time and vacation time and all this. So I was laying this out to the leadership team, and finally one of them brought it up and said, Pastor Frank, you seem to be hurt. Uh, You seem to be going through a problem, and we will give you plenty of room. You don't have to be close to us. We just want you to be healed and whole. And uh, after that particular meeting, I evaluated what they said and how they said it. They were actually gracious and wise that they gave me space. They gave me input, but they didn't try to push me into new relationships or deeper or call my hand on it. It was a very, very pivotal divine moment that I had. And then I decided after that, I will be the person that will be hurt and I will recover and I will keep going on with relationships. I will not isolate. I will not hide and I will not become resentful. I will take the chance of being hurt knowing that if you are close in relationships, the chance of being hurt are huge. And so it was for me as a young leader, I was probably, you know, 32, 33. I was uh, only pastoring about three years at that point, a church of, you know, maybe 500 people, uh, my leadership team with me and doing life. And it was my pivotal turning point in my ministry to decide I would not let people define me when they left me. Now, leaders leaving us is one thing. People leaving our churches is another thing, and that's another uh, level. I won't go into that right now, but I will probably talk at some point about people leaving churches and how they leave and when they leave, what they do, how it affects the leadership and the pastors and what I've learned from that. I'll share that at another time. But knowing that there will be some divine separations, I'm going to give you a word of faith on this. Divine separations, even though they don't seem so divine, I think they are. I think the Lot separation from Abraham was a divine separation, and it was going to be a pivotal window in the life of Abraham that was going to bring new opportunity, new divine opportunity, new God opportunity. Whenever you go through these kind of situations where there is a separation on a meaningful level. I want to put a word of faith in you that I think it's a pivotal window, divine opportunity moment. Strategic separations, if I could use that word, that sets you up for strategic emotional times can be some of the best growth times and the best new open door times in your life. Why? Because God will visit you with a new healing and a new maturity 
and a new perspective where you will see ministry differently and you will see leadership differently and you will see people differently and you will open your eyes and before you know it, a new word will come to you. God visits you with a brand new pivotal opportunity for your life and ministry. Why? Because some separations are God-willed and divine. God makes a decision to open a new door for you that can only happen. I know you won't like me to say this, but I think I'm right, and I know if I've experienced it, and it seems like in the scripture, many of the leaders that God used experience the same thing. I think that God prepares an open door for you that can only happen after the hurt, after the pivotal, strategic, emotional upset that causes you to be emptied and causes you to either turn on yourself or turn on the person, but really, you should be turning to God and receive your healing and let that hurt be a stepping stone toward what God wants to do in your life. When you hurt, you go back to your original calling. Why am I in this? Where am I going? You go back to that blueprint, that beginning, which is a sovereign thing and an important thing that God wants to do with us whenever we experience the lot separation. He wants you to be reminded that the moment of your calling, that pivotal turning point, that change, was to give you a perspective on life and people that you need to have when you get hurt. God wants to enlarge your borders beyond your hurt. God wants to use your hurt to enlarge your borders. God wants to use your hurt to open your ears so you can hear the word of the Lord better than you've heard it in the last while. Hurt a little bit so that you can take more maturity and go deeper. Don't force divine separations. I'm not saying that. Don't become that irritating leader that tries to get people to be offended or tries to separate from them or you do carnal things to separate from people. I am not advocating that whatsoever. But I am saying that Genesis thirteen fourteen, the Lord said, after Lot had separated from him, the word came. In Genesis 15 and verse 9, it says, after, remember that little word and a word that you should circle in your Bible and notice, after these things, what are the things that happen to people that there have to be an after? There's an after coming to you and to me. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. I would like to say that after the hurt, after the separation, after that divine emotional upset that happens and you receive grace and healing and depth and newness, after the word of the Lord will come to you in a fresh way and you will have new vision. And God saying to Abraham, do not be afraid. I am your shield and I am your exceeding great reward. Then he brought him outside and said, look, now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and it was counted to him for his righteousness. I believe that God wants to take you 
out of the tent of your healing, tell you to look up to the stars and tell you that this is a new day and that your separation is not something that is going to end your ministry. It's the beginning of a new door, a new word, a new vision, and new relationships. Some people that start with you shouldn't finish with you. Some people that come alongside you at certain seasons of a journey doesn't mean they'll be there the entire journey. God places people at the right time for the right reason to do the right thing, to get you going the right direction, to achieve the right sovereign will of God that God wants you to have. Again, I'm not advocating that you need to try to separate from people, but when it happens, look for the new word, the new vision, the new openness, the new healing, the new maturity, and you move forward with a new strategic divine deposit You're now a forgiver. You now release people to the will of God. You now understand there's something coming because the word after, after, after means after that, after whatever, there's something more coming. And the more that is coming, it's going to be fantastic. Thank you for listening again to my Frank Tomazio Leadership Podcast. Again, I hope you're able to share it with your friends and family and social media. And if you could go to iTunes and drop in a review and say something about the podcast. It will really help us reach more people with the podcast. Again, thank you and have a fantastic day. Goodbye.